Bar Media. Welcome to this episode of The Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Hot's Deli, Well-Rooted, and Sam's Pastry, LLC. I'm your host, Justin April, and check out this podcast to learn how to be what's happening in our area. This week, I sit down with Mike Van Dusen. We talk about all the struggles and strifes that are going on within the events industry, what it's like to be a live musician in the Wiregrass area, and favorite places to play around here. There's also a ton of good jokes in there. Check it out. Episode 152. Yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's how you make the levels work. What up, dude? Um, Michael Van Dusen. What up, Justin? Partying. Uh, lovely Tuesday here in the Wiregrass. It is Tuesday. The greater Wiregrass area. Um, welcome to the local podcast, dude. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, dog. Um, you've been playing music around here for a while. Yeah, like eight years now, I guess. Yeah. And I'm I'm old, so I started super late. I mean, so. is it really ever too late to do what you want to do? Well, I mean, mine came from a different way. Like, I was uh, married. I've played guitar. I'm 44. Mm -hmm. I've played guitar since I was 15 and never really sang. I had, like, high school bands and, and stuff. And and uh, I never really played out. And I had a breakup with my daughter's mother. And uh, that'll slow that train right down. No, it was actually cool because, like, my first – well, I've only been married once, but my first wife didn't really give you – Give an S about the... Uh, about the, the fame and the fortune. Well, no, just about playing. She's like, put that away. Ah, you know, let's cook, scrapbook. That'll retire that dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where with uh, my daughter's mother, she was super cool about it. But, you know, didn't have time. Didn't really care about playing out. You know, I thought that was kind of below me. He was like, ah, I'm super gun shy and, and shy just in general. Yeah. And then uh, after we split up, um, a couple of buddies were like, "Did you play?" And I've heard you sing, and 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 you know Jim Carr. Yeah, yeah. So Jim was actually harmonica man. Harmonica man. Actually, he was kind of the catalyst. Um, he's like, "Hey man, there's this bar, and uh, they need somebody to fill in for three hours. I I know you can do it." And and I got another buddy. We kind of did an acoustic duo, and then. Somebody was there that saw me play, and they had a they owned the Headland Oyster Bar. Uh, what? That's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I, I've never heard of that. Well, I mean, neither did I. But Oyster. I mean, when you think of oysters, you don't really think of Headland. No, that, yeah, I think that's what throws me off so much. <laughs> but uh, she was like, "I like your music, and if you're interested in playing, I'd love to have you for sure." And it was like once every two weeks, my pay was fifty dollars and a dozen oysters and two course lights, and I thought I freaking Dude. made it. Yeah. I'm like hell yeah, dinner and a show and a show, Let's and I get, get fifty dollars. Yeah, that's not work. <laughs> you know, that's not even work. It's not even work. And um, and then somebody there saw me that play there, and now and it just kind of kind of just snowballed. And now I'm, you know, almost eight years later. I'm, you know, I still have a full time office job, of course. Oh yeah. You know, bills, mortgage, yeah. kids, life. You know, but. I still gig. All for, those things I don't contend with at the moment. And it's <laughs> people look at me like I just have like a superpower. I'm like, nah, I just was real late to the, uh, real late to the party. Yeah. Well, and, and, with responsibility. Well, I mean, Marley is my daughter's 13. So I was 32 when I had her. And so I was still kind of, I was a little late too. You know, how old are you? 37. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're a lot later. But I don't know what your vibe is for, for having kids or anything. But, 
I'm, I'm going to wait a, wait till after November 3rd. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's probably a damn <laughs> yeah, good there idea. We go. I'm, we're either getting clipped or we're going all in. I don't know yet. <laughs> but, um, but no, so it kind of steamrolled, and I'm playing. I'm, I mean, honestly, and, and the term blessed is kind of a cliche, but I'm fortunate that, you know, I still play three, four times a week, and I play solo. I have a duo with one of my best friends, Josh Reeves. And, yeah. And then I have the full band, and uh, obviously with – with COVID and everything, and then shutting and then shutting the bars down early, the band kind of dried up. We played uh, two weeks ago and had a hell of a time, and then we played at uh, Rain downtown mm-hmm. the last weekend that uh, that they allowed us to be open till yeah. one and and just killed it. And that's I mean, it's with me, it's three different vibes. Like my solo gig is a little bit more soulful, a little bit kind of off the cuff. And yeah, play you play um, you play a lot of obscure stuff when it's just you. Not yes. obscure, obscure, but like you find stuff, you find those diamonds that a lot of people have you, heard a lot, and you they're won't like, know. "Oh, yeah, yeah." Like you won't know it until the chorus. Yeah, and, and it kind of gets me off a little bit because I, because I do, I'll change up something, and it's not like super drastic or anything like that. Um, and I'm not freaking great, you know. I'm not like the best singer or anything like that, but I just enjoy what I do, and and it's really cool when like somebody's like looking at you and you're like, "What is that song?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then the chorus kicks in to freaking when doves cry and they're like mm-hmm. oh that's that's it yeah that's dude, why you i know? recognize that yeah and but then with the duo josh and i it's more of a it's more of like a comedy show it's inside jokes between us and fun just and talking crap between us and and then you know we'll just play whatever the hell you want to hear it's like yeah. we'll give you the ver- first verse and chorus of any song just throw it at us and yeah and having fun and and Josh is an amazing musician and and a great you know harmonizer with me mm-hmm. and then with the band it's kind of just balls out you know I kind of had a rough time a few months ago or a few months and kind of been down the dumps but when I had the band I'm like I'm gonna give you these three hours yeah and I'm gonna forget about everything and For we're sure. gonna beat the hell out of this and then who knows what's gonna happen during loadout but for these three hours it's gonna be crazy as hell yeah you know and so. It's fun. That's I mean, what people want to see. Like they don't want, I mean, you have two, I find that you have two distinct crowds, like two different camps in the area mm-hmm. where it's like live music is going on. We're paying attention. We're having a great time. We're interacting with the band. And then the other camp is nose in the phone. What are you doing after yeah. this? And well, I mean, it's, it's a difference because it's like, you know, I play obviously like any other solo musician you're playing you're playing a restaurant and yeah you know if i'm playing at the cellar which is a completely awesome venue to oh, play absolutely not one person there might be one person that's or two people that are going to come see me play and have but, dinner but they're having dinner first yeah. you know if i i like i'll see somebody kind of nodding their head a little bit yeah or or singing along and i'll i'll just focus on that person and, mm-hmm. and play to them yeah you know but dude i'm 44 years old i'm not trying to I'm not trying to make it big, you know, but, but, but it's important to interact with people. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 But I get a lot of, I get a lot of questions like, you know, well, this, this past weekend and I thought he was pissed because he said, uh, you shouldn't be here. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, uh, dude, you're way too good to be playing. Who are we it. talking about? Huh? Who are we talking about? A customer. Oh, okay. At a, yeah. yeah. At a bar. Yeah. At a bar. And this was at a bar who does that. They do local music four times a week. And it's, it's awesome that they're still 
even with the shutdown, even with the money mm-hmm. that they're cutting. And I've been fortunate um, for me, and it might be the, the longevity that I've been doing it. I don't know, but I haven't had to take a pay cut as far as, you know, we're slow and all that. And I'm, I'm willing to work with somebody by for far, sure, yeah. you know, um, my, my montage is montage or mantra. Yeah, my mantra. mantra. Yeah, my mantra has been like, I'd rather make money in a bar instead of spend money in a bar. Sure. You know, so, you know, um, I was going to say, I'm good at one of those. Yeah. I'm good at both of them, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, but you know, like I had Saturday off, uh, first Saturday I've had off since, since they've opened everything back up. Yeah. And it was cool actually just kind of going around seeing live music. But mm-hmm. then come nine o'clock, you're like, you know, yeah, it's cool, but I should be somewhere else playing, yeah. you know, but this is weird. Now. But dude, I play so much, man. And it's like, you know, it, it, the break's good. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm just thankful that people after this long still want to, still want to book me and hear the, did you grow up in this area? Um, Basically, military brat. Yeah. And uh, born in Germany, moved to Fort Gordon. That explains which, a lot. Yeah, there you go. Fort Gordon, uh, Augusta, Georgia, um, that area until mm-hmm. I was like 10. Then we moved to Rucker and then Ozark at 11. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to Dothan when I was 20. So I've been here 24 years. Who, so were, uh, who were some of your favorite live musicians back in the day? I grew up in like the wrong period of time. Like Where my parents, they're like right after the Mutt Brothers, but two. <laughs> oh, early. you mean local stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I love the Mutts, man. Barry DeFleuron, to me, growing up was was that dude crushed it, dude. He they that whole band crushed it. Mm-hmm. They still crush it, man. Um, I see that they're playing with a couple of the different bands, mm-hmm. and 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 Barry, it's killer. I loved always loved Barry's voice. Um. There was this band at Poplar Head, and I couldn't tell you anything they sang, but I just remember every time I saw them. This is like when I'm freshly 21, because mm-hmm. you know this was when you might not remember, but when um, Foster was was booming, like you could, oh, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. bar hop, yeah. and there was always like Moon Times and Grand Central mm-hmm. and and the Piano Bar and yeah, Stray Cats, it's, it's Stray Cats, Mudbugs, uh, exact Mudbugs, Jackass. Place, yeah. They all had dude. Jackass was so rad. Popperhead was so rad. The block parties with Peter Frampton. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and but and that's what I really wish. I mean, Foster Fest is badass. I mean, we yeah. we always know that. But one thing that, and I and I hate, and I hope I don't step on a base toes. Uh, My feet I'm, are up, dog. <laughs> but I, I've I've always felt this kind of about Dothan, and and maybe a little bit of Dothan's elite is that when something's new, everybody's amp- uh, everybody's everybody. either like all in or very yeah. apprehensive. Or no, and and the thing is, most of them are all in. But once it gets a little different, or or if the new shiny thing comes in over here, oh yeah, all that attention is diverted. Diverted, yeah, and. Dothan has the ability by far, and they're doing such a good job. I mean, mm-hmm. the downtown group um, is trying so hard to bring in more culture to this area. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no reason why, even at our size, we can't have, like, downtown Montgomery's badass. Yeah. Of dude. course, downtown Birmingham, Mo- Mobile, the whole, but Mobile's an older city, yeah. so it's going to have that culture. I think Dothan's thing. the fifth largest city. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like Huntsville, Birmingham, Montgomery, uh, Mobile, and then us. Nice. 
well, we need to act like it. You right. Know? And I, that, I, yeah, I, they, that's, you know, and 100%. it's 100%. And it's not about, you know, it's not just music. It's, it's anything. I mean, there's so many good things that could happen at Dothan. And I, and I really feel like it's, it's, it's inching in that direction yeah. for sure. And of course, everything kind of gets crapped on this year, you know. Oh yeah, this year's been trash. Yeah. But um, you know, the Foster Fest thing was was awesome and 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 it really started to grow um cuz you know, you know Jamie, she was she was you know, bringing him better acts than just yeah. the Mike Van Dusen That's band, how you grow you know? it. I mean, I mean you, yeah, you yeah. eventually kind of get get up there. You get the sponsorships up and yeah, you start and bringing in like some regional tours and then mm-hmm. some bigger ones and then yeah dude and the thing is and like the plant the plant had dude the plant had the best dude, in my idea the black be- label society lineup well not i mean not just that but to begin with i mean who's gonna have in our in our demo who's gonna have a little bit more expendable money it's gonna be people our age yeah you know and the, so they're bringing in Sister, that work, ha- yeah. Sister Hazel, Puddle of Mud, the people that we listen to. That John we put, Popper from Blues Traveler. Well, John Popper, the people that during during college and, mm-hmm. and and maybe a little bit younger or a little bit older, but those are the people that are like, holy crap. Yeah, dude, let's John do John Popper's going to be here, and it packed, yeah. you know? And I love I love the plant side. And then, of course. Aaron, what's his face from? Uh, Aaron Lewis. Stain? Yeah, Aaron yeah. Lewis. Yeah, but he's still, he's done his, he's doing his country thing now, yeah. and it's a completely different crowd. And they and my band opened up for the Lax, which I don't mm-hmm. know if you know who the Lax are, but that was different, like country hip hop rap. Yeah, was, that was a little weird, but but it packed out. Yeah, and and Dothan every needed. show they've done, like Cody Jenks, there was one show that didn't do as well as I think they might have hoped, and it was like a it was a touring, it was two '80s tribute bands, mm-hmm. like a Guns N' Roses one and maybe a Van Halen one. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was that, but, and I I was, that was like my favorite thing that they had put up on the lineup. And I was like, I'm definitely going to that. And there's like 60 people there. Yeah. Which was still a decent crowd for Dothan. Yeah. And you know, but the thing is though, is that they weren't a known band. No, you know, you could take hell. I don't even know of a band like spin doctors. Sure. Okay. So they were huge in the Mm nineties. In early 2000s, and they haven't had a hit since since then. Since then, but everybody knows Little Miss Can't Be Wrong yeah. and and all that other crap. You put them in the plant, and and when sh- their commercials where they're playing those songs, mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit, oh crap, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's gonna be. You can say shit. So. Oh, I can say shit. Okay, good, because um, I do love to cuss. I dropped a bunch of bad words. <laughs> trust me. But uh, but I feel like that's was their kind of like game plan to begin with, but then it grew into like yeah. Like Black Label, dude, and mm-hmm. and Co Wetzel and Whiskey Myers. I think yeah. one of those Cody Jenks. And, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of crazy. Now I don't know who it was, but that theatrical one where the girl was like on like the the staircase kind of altar thing. Oh, was that the? It was the like a Halloween heavy metal kind of... show thing. I full disclosure, I do a lot of their marketing, <laughs> and so I remember that poster. I remember doing that poster and there's a bunch of like gnarly logos for the bands or whatever. It's probably that show. But the thing was the theatrics of it though, dude. Um, I didn't go to the show, but saw plenty of like Facebook live mm-hmm. and, and pictures and everything else. And the theatrics of it, you know, it was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, and to see that get hurt, you know, because yeah. of COVID and, and then businesses like Dave Geiler's at premier entertainment, like David Steve are down there fighting the, the good fight. Yeah. 
but losing money left and right because yeah, they can't dude. because they can't do the sound. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dave did the uh, did the sound for us this past week or two weekends ago. Oh yeah, at, uh, at was, Rain. Who was it that I was talking to? He was like, it might have been you. I'm gonna come do sound, and you're like, well. I don't know. And he's like, no, I've got to do, I got to learn this new system. Like, I'm just going to come out and do it for free. Like, let's if get he, it. If he did that crap for free, I mean, he was there all damn day. And I think they set up the next, the night before. And I mean, full scale lights. And now, of course, you know, the size of Rain Stage, which is, Rain is one of the most beautiful venues. That stage is this, bigger than this room. Yeah. 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 It is. This room's 14 foot square. Yeah. It's probably 16 ish by 14 ish, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But he had a chuck full of damn lights. It looked like damn, you know, yeah, like a rave behind us. Yeah. And 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 of course, you know, anytime that Dave runs down, he's he's a freaking genius. Yeah, he's been you doing know. it. For what he started DJing when he was like eleven, mm-hmm. and started just working on random, like just getting his sonic. I don't know. His just like sonic awareness well, it's like, sharpened up. It's a gift, you know, and I'm jealous of people like that. It's like, I'm pretty decent, like a handful of things, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not super good at anything, you know, (laughs) and that's what pisses me off. It's like, you know, and, you know, and I handle compliments real shitty, you know, like if you say, if you got like, Bandy, dude, you killed that song. Hey man, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. But the way you, I was like, no, 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 no. But, you know, but in my mind though, it's like. I've never really been like where I could make it a living of doing something because yeah. of something. And Dave freaking kills it. You doing your marketing and everything else. I mean, you found your niche. You know, you're damn good at it. Still you looking know? for it, but well, I mean, but you're, you're doing, I'm doing all right well. in the meantime. Yeah, and you, it's dude. It's crazy. Like we started the local in like a closet. Mm-hmm. Like real talk. I was working. We had our first meeting. At the humidor when it was, uh, oh, not the humidor. When Audrey's was still open, we had our first meeting there. And our first issue we put out was we got zip lining on the cover because mm-hmm. they had just opened the zip line up in Midland City, which I don't know if you ever hooked it up on that thing, but it was sick. No, I'm a little too heavy for that um, shit. They've retired it, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, yeah, like we, I worked off of a desk like smaller than that coffee table for five or six years and then I don't know then I had an office here like I just rented a room up here mm-hmm. uh, now it's a whole doggone floor now you're like the J.R. Ewing of Dothan takes, taking over all the whole buildings and yeah, everything yeah dude look at you yeah yeah I mean not really I don't own any of it but well I mean but you know, that's the my shit's thing. everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like literally like the the whole floor is like dug up completely um, getting some new f- some new uh, laminate flooring, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, look good. It's cool though. Like we use the space for so much different stuff. Like I can, I've got a sixteen channel snake that'll run in there, so I can record live bands. So I had no if idea. I, want. I mean, um, I've known you for what seven, eight years, and yeah. I had no idea that you did sound recording and, and band recording stuff. I don't really. I can. Mm-hmm. I just don't advertise it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like weddings. Like I shoot weddings. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like I'll shoot Clay Dempsey's this weekend because mm-hmm. he's the he's the dude. But mm-hmm. um, if not, there's gonna be a giant, giant, giant bill attached to it, <laughs> more than likely. Um, nah, dude, I just started. 
it's one of those things like in, in the media business, anything, anything media related you can get into. Mm -hmm. And so if I can do one thing well enough to get a client to ask me to do another thing, then I get to learn on the job how to do that other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, I've always filmed and like edited Mm -hmm. forever. Um, so music editing and sound editing is very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you just listen with your, you just watch with your ears instead of your, yeah. And you have to have a good ear for it too. I absolutely. Mean, it's, it's, um, you know, and, and then the opinion of somebody else as well as yeah. too, you know, it's like somebody has, you know, maybe a mentor or something I've, like that. It's like, I've got, I've kind of have a ridiculous musical foundation background. Um, my dad, was a musician. I mean, still is, but like played full time for a living for 20 years, probably. And then he owned a, he ended up opening or owning a uh, talent agency where he would book bands, Mm -hmm. which is no longer a thing because everybody Mm -hmm. just does it themselves to cut that middle. I was doing that for, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my thing was, is I wasn't charging the, the musician because being a musician you know especially the going right now of course the the five percent ten well no i mean the longer you play and the more established you get um you do tend to get you know aaron bostick probably makes a grand uh you know an hour of course you know but you know but like somebody like for me and josh or or bostick or something like that we're going to get a little bit more money uh, but the going rate usually is a hundred bucks yeah. for three hours, you know? And when I was booking, cause, I mean, at one point I had five or six venues. I was yeah, booking. you were doing barrel room. You were doing, uh, corks and cattle. cattle. I was doing KTs. Yeah. I was doing, you know, chill, the mm-hmm. back patio for chill. Yeah. But I was charging the venue X amount of dollars mm-hmm. instead of the, instead of the, the band or the, or the, or the thing. Because so it was, you were more of a like contract dude, whereas basically they just, instead of you getting, being a broker, well, I was, still, I was still a broker. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was paid opposite because I was looking out for the musician. I didn't want to take, they're already making a hundred bucks. I didn't want to take 15 of that hundred. Yeah. You know, and then it got turned into, babysit i mean i love all the cr- it's just tough dude trying to schedule anything with any more well, than one person well, be- well because it's like okay so you have five venues you booked just in april three times this month but you only booked me twice why the hell is that yeah you know and it's like uh and then you kind of just gotta ch- let me handle that and i'd be yeah. like because you're not as good yeah and and that you know, I don't have a problem telling people i'll that. be i'll be quite <laughs> honest with you i had a problem telling people that yeah um, there was one person in particular. It's, not, it's weird too. Cause like, while that is the black and white of it, people take that so personally. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you're just not there yet. Yeah. Like you just, you can't fake years of experience. But the thing is, some of these people were people that were doing it a hell of a lot longer than I was and they just didn't fit. Yeah. And, and you know, well, there is that there's also the right sound for the yeah, right room. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot easier to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, you know what, man? Then to me, that was, well, it's also as, as, as true as saying that, well, you're just not as good as we'd like you to be. And there was no, we, because it was always them. I always pushed them yeah. off. Cause I'm pretty much, you know, yeah. 
you know, I, I'm spineless when it comes to that. Now, but no, but not only that. But dude, you also want to go to bat for your homies too. Yeah, yeah. I, and the thing is, I, I did. And so between the babysitting of that, it was just getting. I mean, I was making shit, dude. I mean, an, an extra grand a month just to book other venues, mm-hmm. and and then not costing my homies yeah. or 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 and also this was really cool about finding new people too mm-hmm. like like hitting up pj and saying yeah. pj who do you know because i knew pj was kind of doing that mm-hmm. a little bit for open olive and that sort of thing yeah. i said who can you throw my way that you can that you respect and that you know will and show it's up? reliable yeah so on top of the babysitting the musicians and then having certain people like me because i'm still playing mm-hmm. you know so Get it, there's the worst thing in the world is getting a phone call at quarter to eight from a venue. So and so didn't show up. Where the hell's you know so and so? Well, you need to find them. I'm like, well, uh, I'm in the middle of playing. You know, I've kind of doing, but let me just see what I can do. And, yeah. and then so it just you know it was fun. It was a learning experience, but you know, it's just tough, man. Trying to coordinate anything with any amount of people that's not mm-hmm. like your dog is like. Well, it's a like, nightmare. Well, and the thing is, too, like with my band, you know, I've now I just started, which I'm super excited about. Uh, three bands got together and we're started off as kind of like a jam thing. And we kind of clicked and we're doing some like different stuff. And it's like southern rockish, dirty country ish. Mm-hmm. Just fun, just fun music, fun yeah. that I that I would want to write. You yeah. Know? And, but my other band, uh, that I've had for a while, we've known each other forever. We've been playing forever that, okay. So you've seen, you've seen me play before. I'm not mm-hmm. a, I'm not a country guy no. at all, but we got booked to Cowboys for a week. Oh, wow. And that's kind of, dude, if you're going to get booked for a week, like mess, yeah, no, get down with Ron, dude, that yeah, dude's was, a jam. Of course. Yeah. And, and I've known Ron literally since I was 11 years old. And and Ron would say, Mike, why, Mike, why don't your band play country music? I've seen you've sat in with all these guys up here, and why don't why don't you play country music? He's like, well, Ron, why don't why don't I play polka, man? And she's yeah. like, it's, that's not what we do. Yeah, I can grill steaks real good, but I ain't making hot dogs <laughs> exactly, for nobody. Exactly. And um, you know, but he gave us a. He said, I tell you what, I do. Give me seventy percent. Southern rock and country and 30% whatever you want to do. And then we'll book you. And I was like, cool. Out of that 70% Southern rock and country, it's going to be probably 90% Southern rock, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but we actually, the band actually, it's all thin Lizzie. It's all, yeah. It's all, all jailbreak. That's all jailbreak. Just, <laughs> just a whole set of it. Um, but no, um, but we actually practiced a, we practiced heavily for that. Now with this new band, we're practicing once a week. When I, last time I saw you during the, yeah. the red thing, that was our, that was our first practice. But with this other band, with my, my band, which is the stupidest name in the world. It's the Mike Van Dusen band, but nobody can figure out anything. And we were mouth hug for a little bit. I was going to say, what happened to mouth hug? That was a good name. Well, mouth hug was cool and it was a joke name. But then when we decided that's the problem, I think, well, when we decided we wanted to like do more like with weddings and, and corporate events and shit like that, you don't want that on the, they're not going to have that on the flyer. So I, when I started shooting, like I started shooting weddings, like, 10, 12 years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. And me and, you know, Tony Stafiro? Yeah. Saxophone player? Yeah. 
I played with Tony. He's played with us quite a few times. That dude man. Was yeah. so good. He um he was shooting photos with me, and we were like, "What do we need to name this thing?" And we went. We just wrote a bunch of useless shit down on like a dry erase board, and it was what we landed on was like it was yesterday. That's actually pretty cool. For it's not bad. Yeah, it was like it was yesterday. Photos or photography or whatever. Oh, we also we also have a logo. I don't know where. I don't know if I could find it at this point, but I made a logo for a photo company called the Smile Get Catchers or the Smile Getters Smile Catchers. But it was like a smile emoji, just goofy smiley, like Walmart smiley face with a butterfly net over it. It was the, purposefully, it was the dumbest logo that we could come up with. Hmm. And it was, it was for the smile getters. I think it was smile getters. Such a bad name for photos. (laughs) Did did they go with the logo? Uh, I did never make business cards with that logo on it (laughs) because it was trash. But that's the funnest thing though. It's coming. Like if you name, all right. Justin April photo stuffs, mm-hmm. no shit was my photo Facebook page for years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, I was booking weddings with people I didn't even know. And I was like, dude, they writing checks out to photo stuffs mm-hmm. like plural. Mm-hmm. This is fuck. This is kind of stupid. Yeah. I'm probably need to probably, probably need to check this. Yeah. And so, yeah, I dialed it in, made it sound a little less like I was 12 and, uh, well, that's like with the mouth hug thing. Obviously, it's 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 a satirical yeah reference. But it was like, dude, people will know the fucking name, and you know, and for these bars and everything else. And then we started getting pretty pretty good, mm-hmm. and we started asking. We started getting people asking us about playing weddings and what's the mm-hmm. name of the band. And there's no, nothing like telling a 35, 40 year old dude or a woman at that. Yeah, uh, we're. Yeah, their eyes grow twenty five percent. What? Yeah. So when we decided to kind of like split that differently, um, you know, against my, you know, judgment, they were like, "Well, dude, you're the one who's been playing. They know your name. Yeah. So let's just call it Mike Van Dusen Band for right now until we find sure. something else out." And that just kind of stuck, which I don't like that name at all whatsoever. But you know, it does. Just don't print any merch yet. And we haven't. So, and we're not, you know, it's like, I don't even, let me know, man. I got mad screen printers. Well, I might need some mad business cards. So, uh, Oh yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. I'll give you my number. Yeah. Like, like, like we're going to handle it later. Literally in eight years of doing this, it's like, get a business card. No, dude. Cause I still think it's a glorified hobby. And that's, what's crazy is that I make pretty damn good money doing it. And I'm by far not bragging. I make pretty goddamn good money doing something that, is enjoyable. 90, 90% of the time it's enjoyable. Yeah. But I still feel like, you know, that it's a glorified hobby because I do have a full-time job. I'm working 45, 50 hours yeah. a week at the office and, and stuff like that. But you know, I see my buddies like Kevin who and, and Frank Fletcher who are doing this for a living and that's respectable as hell, mm-hmm. you know, cause I could, first of all, being 44 years old, the benefits for being a full-time musician playing at beach bars and shit isn't good at all. What, um, what are some of your favorite venues to play around here? Um, man, they're all, I mean, obviously they're all good. I mean, not like, know? not, what are some of your favorite venues to go see live music in? We'll put it that way. Like locally? Uh, regionally, locally. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, 80s Attic in Atlanta. Have you, I don't know if you've ever been mm-hmm. to a show there. No. It's fucking amazing. It's, um, it's, I've been, it's, I've... it's a lot like this. You're walking up. 
mm-hmm. and then small staircase, everything else, and then you walk into like almost like a cathedral kind of kind of vibe. High, that's not cathedral, but it's high ceilings yeah. and everything like that. And it's super intimate, super small, but it's an amazing venue. And people like John Mayer have played there. Um, uh, shit, you asked me now, and I can't remember, but it's like. Anybody that's anybody that's been anybody for the past twenty years has mm-hmm. played there. Yeah. And it's usually a stool and an acoustic guitar and That's the jam. Yeah, dude. That's that's cool. That's what you want as a fan of the music too. Because yeah. you don't want to I mean, while production plays a lot of key roles in big stage performances, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like there's nothing more authentic than sitting down and listening to a dude that wrote the song that you listen to on an album mm-hmm. do it by himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, so, I don't know, are you familiar with Tyler Childers? At all? No, okay. I don't think so. He's newish, not so much new, but he's been discovered newish mm-hmm. lately. Um, amazing! It's like it's what country music used to be, and that's who I'm really listening to now. A lot of like Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, yeah, Tyler Childers, because it's it's what country used to be. It's not this. You know, pop country bullshit yeah, where it's like iron in their women. jeans before they get on stage. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tyler Childers, uh, so you're familiar with Tiny Desk concerts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's literally a microphone, a single mic, and it's picking up your vocals, it's picking up your guitar, mm-hmm. and everything else. And he sounds just like he does on the on the, on the the record. Uh, there's there's no vocal pro, you know, processing yeah, no. or anything like that. And and he's got this like painful like West Virginia coal miner kind of like everything started smoking when oh. he was three. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's cool. But you know, but I'll answer your question locally. I mean, locally, my my some of my favorite venues, and I've been fortunate that I play at all of them. You know, and or I have one time or another. Sure. Um, but recovery room for one. Oh, dude, Mike Miller is the absolute dude, best dude. Not only is he and like. Literally, dude, my two best friends in the world are 13 years old and however the hell Michael Miller is. He's yeah. probably 97. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, he's probably I'd he's, go less. I go I, 90, I say he's 93. Like, okay, <laughs> well, he looks, he's no, nah, that dude's killing it. Yeah, he's he's probably pushing close to 60, 59, 60 years yeah, old. Yeah, uh, but he's he gave me my first what we're talking about when I first started out. He gave me my first like real gig where I knew once a month I had a car payment, I had a mortgage payment and I was playing at Michael Miller's. I was playing yeah. at recovery room. So that was my first full time gig. Mm-hmm. And he'll be the first to admit, he's like, I might not pay the best, but he's got all the sound. He's got stage lights. He's go got plug his in. whole product. You literally have got to plug in, set your stuff and yeah. go. And once again, he's the he's the dude. I mean, he's the nicest. He's a big supporter of live music. His son, uh, Christopher, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 killer guitar player, uh, runs sound all over the country for mm-hmm. these bands and stuff like that too. But just an amazing guitar player, and he appreciates music. I mean, he's literally doing music four times a week. It's open mic on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. which is usually. Not every week's good. I mean, to be honest with you. Oh, that's so. With, yeah, Dothan's weird. Yeah, but you know, three times out of the four, you're gonna have some really good musicians mm-hmm. that are playing. And, and the cool thing about what Michael does is that if I'm hosting it, mm-hmm. um, if nobody's playing, I'm playing. Yeah, you know. So he's there's still a lot of music there. Thursday night he's he's doing music. Friday night and Saturday night he's doing music. I mean, it's 
he's been the probably the, one of the bigger supporters of of local music in this area. And he uses it to benefit the community too, because he does. I mean, you guys do all those fundraisers over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, um, yeah. He's always doing canned food drives, the canned and stuff food like drives, that. and everything like that. And the, and the cool thing is, I almost hit on this earlier, but one of the things I'm most proud of about the Dothy musicians, because when you take away that small group of people that feel like they should treat Dothan as Nashville yeah. or, or whatever. And they're just like, you know, take themselves way too seriously. But the, I'm most proud of sitting at KT's at a table with, with pizza and beer in front of us. And there's nine of us and we're all local musicians mm-hmm. And unless we're talking sporadically about something like funny that happened at the gig before, yeah. nobody's going to walk by us and know that we're musicians because mm-hmm. we don't take ourselves too seriously. And, well, you take yourself seriously. Well, sure. When you're working, but yeah. Professionally, you take yourself but seriously. But when you're cutting loose and like not yeah. on the clock. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we're not going to be talking normal about. Dudes. You don't know who the hell I am, you know, and, and it's stupid. But, but no, I'm proud of that, that group of people that that's my kind of, kind of the inner circle and and that's how Michael is. I mean, he supports and he's not afraid to give somebody a chance. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the funniest stories about Miller and I'm not trying to turn this into a, a recovery room podcast or anything like that, but there's an open mic and this guy come up to me and he's like, Hey, Hey bro. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I've got this beat machine. Um, I don't play music, but can I play this 808? Can, exactly. Can I play this 808 and plug it in and rap to it? Mm-hmm. And Miller God bless him. I love him, but he loves to be in control of everything. Yeah. And he's like, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to distract Michael Miller and you do your thing. I was like, this is the only thing I ask. Let's keep kind of F bombs. Yeah. Let's keep it somewhat clean. He's like, Oh no, dude, it's hip hop. And so it wasn't like, you know, anything. It wasn't gangster rap necessarily. (laughs) No, no, dude, it wasn't. Freaking SoundCloud mumble shit. Yeah. It was hip hop stuff that killed. And when I say it killed, you know, like any, any bar that you have a back patio at, mm-hmm. if you're hanging out at the back patio, you're hanging out at the back patio. Yeah. He's got speakers in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That are, yeah, you've been there. They're that, all tied into the PA. Into the PA. Dude. Nobody was on the back patio. Anymore. No, they all came, they all came in and I, he played for 30 minutes That's and it was rad, dude. bad as hell. Who, what's his name? I, Honestly, and I hate to say it, I don't remember, but he wasn't from our area, though. Ah, uh, I gotcha. But um, one thing that's another cool story about that, based on the open mic from from uh, Recovery, uh, Kurt James, K, K. James, he was on The Voice, and he went pretty far. Got his first few gigs in Dothan from, from Michael Miller, and he that's gave him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And killed it. And whenever he played there, it was packed as hell. And then all of a sudden, he's on The Voice, and mm-hmm. he gets top five or whatever the whatever yeah, he was. Bananas. You know, so... So definitely, definitely recovery room, um, big support of local music throughout the Corona thing. Uh, obviously everybody's had to kind of do cutbacks. Yeah, everybody's he still, back He'll do a, a, a band every once in a while. Like this Friday, I think, um, he's got some, of my, some of my best friends, Hayward from, from, uh, yeah, Mariana yeah. who kill it. And Jeff's one of the guys that's in my new band, the bass player that, um, that we're kind of side projecting with, but, and, and, you know, he still can keeping that alive yeah. because he doesn't want, he's known for it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the seller, dude, same, Bobby and Holly, they're, are they're amazing, amazing people. people, dude. And, and they're one of those places and I'm shooting myself in the face for saying this. They don't need live music. 
you know? Sure. I get it. It's a nice thing, but you're back. Like I told you before. Your background music. Your background music. Yeah, you're an iPod. Now, but it's an ambiance thing. Sure. And, and it adds to the experience. Yeah, it does. It, it, it does adds that. value to the experience yeah. to whoever's sitting in that chair. Absolutely. Eating a steak. But, um, and, you know, as a musician, what's weird is like when it comes to tipping, mm-hmm. you know, um, there, you know, there's certain places that you know that yeah, tips aren't going to be there. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Something about the seller, dude. And it's like, I'll play 45 minutes, I'll take 15 minutes off, and I'll wander my car or I'll talk to somebody else and, and then come back and there's $15, $20 in my tip jar, never talk to anybody, you know? And then second set, go 15 minute break yeah. and come back and there's another 15, 20 and never, never see. So people appreciate it for sure. But, but I mean, it's weird, but they're fucking rad though. I mean, they're, they're really good people and yeah. they, every week, no matter what, you know, they're, they're having live music. They're doing it. Uh, Mike Bryan, same way. Yeah. You know, um, socials are awesome. Man. Yeah. So, there's, and matter of fact, Jason at KT's had yeah. Inspector Six there Saturday, and he doesn't do a lot of live music as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see that that he was he was getting back into yeah. it. Yeah, and of course Rain, they're big supporters of of live music, and so Dothan has plenty of places to see music, and that's what makes it kind of cool. You ever you, know? uh, you ever what beach places have you played at? Um, Apalachicola, some places. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is the thing about me. Because once again, um, I don't. It's it's almost a business for me, but and and at the, at the time I had a lot less time on my hands, you know. But now I have a little bit more time on my hands. But for example, I could play in Geneva. And I'm just throwing out round numbers. I can play in Geneva for two hundred dollars for mm-hmm. three hours and or whatever, or I can drive to Apalachicola for two hundred dollars, and you know whatever. That's yeah, but that's. Those places are fun to be at. It's fun, you know. It, well, I don't know about Geneva. I don't know what the Geneva scenes. Well, like. no, actually, that place in Geneva, it's a, it's, it's Owens Bar and Grill or mm-hmm. Grill, and I should know it because I'm playing there in a couple weeks. But it's, it's called Owens. First of all, the food's freaking amazing. The owners are, are awesome too, and the people actually. Okay, so it's a big ass open room. Mm-hmm. There's no walls. There's no dividers. Yeah, it's like a, almost it's, like a loft. It's almost like a po folks kind of thing. You know? Oh, right. Well, yeah, like, yeah. like just tables and chairs. So exactly like Taj. <laughs> exactly like exactly kind of like Taj's back room if yeah. it was wide ass open. That's the old Po folks. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it really but, was. Yeah. I'm, I'm a million years. I was there, man. But the Mississippi um, mud pie. I bet there's still some in the freezer. You think? No. Because well, it was. It turned into fusion after that. It was fusion. The fusion was terrible. It was all right. I I'll, dude, I'm a sucker for a Japanese food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't like it. The you put tempura flakes on a shoe, boy. You better get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can do. I love, love Japanese food. Yeah. But, um, so, but the cool thing about, about Owens is that 90% of the chairs, because I'm just literally, the musicians are playing against the back wall. Yeah. And he's got a, he's got a, like a nice little sound system. It's a white black back wall. Shout out to venues that have their own PA systems, by the way. That makes it super nice, honestly. Well, you know? it's here's the thing. It dials in sound checks mm-hmm. exponentially faster. Mm-hmm. It creates a better environment because everything is tuned to that room. 
Well, no, you still got to sound check a little bit. Well, because, yeah, but you it's... Know, you know, because I'm a lot louder on a microphone than Josh is. Sure. And we've got to really bring him up to where I got to bring me down kind of thing during mm-hmm. a solo or a duo gig or even the band gig. You yeah. Know? So there's a little bit but of But if you just had a line out and plugged it straight in... You're done, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, dude one thing, uh, La Perilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played there during one of their Cinco de Mayo things one time. This is years ago. They were throwing the tent parties? Yeah, but I was playing inside. Yeah. Because I wasn't good enough to play outside yet. They, they were playing the, outside too? Well, they had a mariachi band that's a little bit more authentic. Yeah. I wonder if they know Rain and Blood by Slayer. <laughs> but anyway, what they're, you plugged into their overhead stuff on the ceilings and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was two XLRs that were almost Just going like, to the wall. That's all you did. Yeah. You, you, you went from your mixer to those two XLRs and you had a monitor come off your mixer and you're playing everywhere and that's pretty badass. Yeah. You know? And they can adjust like the oh, yeah. zones and exact, everything. Well, they can adjust. Yeah. The levels in each everything, zone. Yeah. It's crazy. They're actually like systems like that are amazing just because they're kind of like conference rooms, AV setups mm-hmm. where it's designed to look very sleek, where it's not a bunch of clunkiness all over the place mm-hmm. and where you can plug in somewhere discreetly and then there's a board somewhere else mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that's super rad that we um a lot of our mardi gras floats have xlr plugs just in the walls mm-hmm. and they run down to some mixer somewhere yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah that that whole that whole parade this year was pretty badass i mean it seemed like it was that's the biggest one we've had right yeah it was blue last year's what yeah i was i don't know how many i think it was fifty thousand was 2019 so i don't know what it was this year it was huge yeah. it was huge and it was fun you know i mean obviously maybe, maybe for you well i mean well not for you yeah <laughs> i know how to walk though yeah so or at least hop off well i say that and i'm i got an mri this week we can so. uh i can take you to the um straight to the car that i jumped off of and I'll let you do it. No, I'm good. I'll take you straight to the hospital because <laughs> it sucked. It sucked, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 14-foot jump, give did or you, take. Did you just lock up your knee or what? Nah. Did you just rolled your ankle? I had the wrong damn shoes on. I shattered my heel. Mm. Yeah. I, they said, like, it's in at least six places. It's in at least six different pieces. You were wearing skate shoes, weren't you? I wasn't wearing skate shoes or I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Skate shoes are meant to have built have built in like shock absorption and whatever like remind insoles. Shout out to my dudes. <laughs> uh, their shit is legit. I don't have any. I don't no. I don't have any in the office right now, um, or I'd show you. But I actually, I have remind insoles in almost every pair of shoes I have except the ones that I'm wearing because they're, I don't know. And the ones old. you wore that day. Yeah. I'd, yeah, those were like trail runners, mm-hmm. and so they were made like basically out of paper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just—it was the impact of my shin bone. Like I bent my knee and everything. Like I knew, I know what I'm doing when I'm hopping off of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my we'll shoes you. were whack, and uh, it was just—I don't know. Well, like I told you, my adrenaline was geeked already before I jumped, and mm-hmm. like I jumped, I had to jump over something that was probably. And you didn't have any beer in you or anything, or anything. I was stone sober. <laughs> stone sober. Yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it really. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, I. I was sober as a damn judge. Until I jumped, and I was like, "Well, you got to fix this." <laughs> That's what happened to me Friday, uh, because like I told you on the way up here, I. Mm-hmm. Really tweaked my knee. Uh, we could go tonight. That's why you all have to have your own PAs venues, so he doesn't have to lo- load in stuff and twist his knee all up. Well, Not no, that, it wasn't even that. No, I mean, because I made Josh 
carrying everything, there you, go. you know, and, and I got crutches, but I realized quickly that in my years of being on this world, I've never had crutches before. One forearm crutch. That's the secret. One forearm. Okay. Well, I had two, but I looked like a drunk giraffe trying to, I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to hurt myself. You have the more. ones under the arms? Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are trash. Don't use those. Use a forearm like, like the a Timmy thing, the, the, Tim- the Timmy, Timmy crutch. <laughs> I'm for real, dude. It's like so. Like I thought, I was very like, no, nah. I wasn't into it at all. Um, and dude, man, I took one for a test drive, and I, honestly, it changed. It, it legit. I'd still be like, if I hadn't gotten that, I'd probably still not be as far along as I am now. now how long? How how long you been out? Uh, I shattered it. February 22nd. So mm-hmm. what's today? It's seven Ten. months today. But what, uh, but how long you been good though? How long have I been able to walk around and stuff? Mm-hmm. I started moving around late April, early May. You feel, you and feel? I was in a boot for a month. And well, then I saw the boot. Yeah. I uh, was in a cast. I was, I was in three different Robert Jones wraps. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's where they make your foot look like a golf um, ball. Yeah, it just looks like a Q-tip. It's bananas. Well, I was thinking Robert Trent Jones, but... Yeah, that's a different dude. <laughs> different, just, yeah, Trent, no, that's not a golfer, dude. Um, I wish it was, though. That'd probably be way more comfortable. Um, but yeah, it's just this donkey wrap that comes up to your knee. Mm-hmm. And then I was in one of those for a week. No, I was in one of those for three days until I got my consultation. They yanked that off, put another one on, mm-hmm. went into surgery, and then put me in a new one so that's three and then a month of that thing and then a cast for a month and then a boot for a month and then so you, you've just been walking around for about three days now nah dude i've been i've i'm kind of i don't know man i'm kind of aggressive a little bit yeah and i don't sit still well yeah at all like the yeah, minute I'm, i start I'm terrible too i had a yeah. walker like i couldn't walk but i had a walker and i would wake up at seven in the morning and go to my backyard and just go lay in a hammock all day. And like had an extension cord ran out there from my phone. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a hundred foot from the back of the house. Like, mm-hmm. It is out there and I'm just chilling in the hammock, like using my golf cart as a wheelchair sometimes <laughs> if I needed to, like I'd go on walks with my wife and the dog and basically just follow them in the golf cart mm-hmm. and hang out. Like living the life. Yeah, it sucked. It was fun, though, man. It was a gang of Percocet. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of good movies. <laughs> a lot of good movies that were probably bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes it good. Yeah, but honestly, like, and this isn't, I mean, I am anti, like, drug abuse for sure. But if you ever want to get taught a very valuable lesson about uh, pain pills, just eat a bunch of Percocet. Mm-hmm. Like, but don't do it. Don't, like, try to overdose. Just Eat, try it. Eat. Well, you have to be hurt. First. Whatever that amount is, just take this. Take the recommended dosage from the doctor, and you'll start shitting pine cones almost immediately. <laughs> Dude, it's like trying to poop out an anvil. Like it. Dude, it's the only reason I came off this. No mistake. Um, <laughs> no, it was. It was definitely a catalyst for me to be like, all right, this is crazy. Like, what's the difference in this and some extra strength Tylenol? Yeah, and like. Yeah. A shot of whiskey or something like well, see i um funny story that and i guess we'll get back to what we were talking about before but oh, sorry we got you know, all over the place huh i'm all over the place no, that's good uh 
44 years old, I've cried in pain three times in my life. First time I swung on my dad, I was like 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. thought I was a badass and he told me to take out the garbage and I didn't take out the garbage and then he got my face and pushed me to back and I was, there's a couch there and I hit the couch and bounced back up and swung. Get it. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Real and retired military. I was like, oh, we're going to put hands on folks. Let's do, let's do the hands then. Well, I missed him, but. Well, that's not the way to do it. Then. it says, yeah. <laughs> he hit me so hard in my stomach and he's, he's kind of like, oh. like me, a little stocky and. But he hit he got me. that inertia, boy. Oh, son! He probably tapped that spinal cord. Son. <laughs> I made sounds that I didn't know a human body could make. Probably Just, that wind came out immediately. It was, it was a death roll. And I was more scared than anything because I didn't think I was ever going to breathe again. So I started crying. He's yeah. like, "If you're crying, you're breathing." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." You start hyperventilating, and you're like, "You'll right back to normal." Yeah. Like, then you're just mad. Yeah. And then this past Tuesday, like I literally when I slipped. Yeah, my left leg hauled ass, and, and my left leg, you know, little piggy stayed home. Yeah, and I folded Near back. Knee, yeah, yeah, I folded back on myself, and oh. and I wanted my damn mama. You know, I was like, I, I was like, I, this sucks. And yeah, but the second time was, um, and this goes to the pain pill story. Was I had a pretty shitty case of of um, of uh, kidney stones. Oh, dude, yeah, that's. Dude. So kidney stones is the same thing as eating Percocet. It's just for your dong instead of your butthole. Yeah. You know, it's basically (laughs) the same thing. But the uh, thing was though, is like, I've never had it before. So I didn't know the symptoms. And then Marley's mom uh, were together at the time. She, um, she's a nurse and she was working third shift. And this is when the pain came. I was like, I feel like literally I've got captain hook between my butthole and my spine. Mm -hmm. And I said, but it's fading away. She's like, Oh, it's fading away. She's like, kidney stones. She's like, during a fade, you need to get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or if you need me to come get you, you've got a 30 minute window. I was like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. You're not good. It wasn't fuck good. <laughs> so I get there and I've got two large, they, they, so they, they suit me up and they give me the, the CT and everything else. And, and they put me in the room and they're like, um, so you've got two large kidney stones and one smaller one. How do you feel about pain medicine? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we're going to give you Dilaudid. And I was like. That's like the king. That's like the 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 boss of the levels. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. And I said, well, it's going to really. Well, you finna. He's like, You're, it's going to hurt. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to take care of you. And the only channel. That, well, first of all, when she hit me up with that IV. And she's like, you know, so Mr. Van Dusen. Blah, 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 wah, 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 wah. Mm just high as a giraffe's ass yeah and loving it love every second of it the only tv the only channel that came on tv was espn deportes and it was fucking oh yeah dude it was was soccer and i'm like goal yeah let's get it i'm texting like on my blackberry fucking you know kidney stones are fucking awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and so i had to go to the bathroom and so the nurse takes me to the bathroom gives me makeup and i pee and come back and and a few minutes later Nurse comes in. She's like, okay, so how you feeling? Feel fucking great. Yeah. Like, well, you passed one of the larger ones. I was like, I didn't feel a thing. Oh, wow. And they're like, because I didn't. Dude, to this day, the only thing that hurt was before I got to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so they loaded loaded me up again, and that was the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, well, well, like, after the hurt, 
that whole day, it was just like, I was like, and the weird thing about it was, is like, we've all been experimenting with stuff or drank too much or, or did whatever the night before sure. you, you wake up like shit the next morning. Yeah. The come down off of that. It was like, literally like there's nothing like you're fading. You're like, I was like, all right, cool. So do I need to have somebody pick me up? Like, Oh no, you'll be fine in a little bit. And literally I was just what? like this. Yeah. There was no, no hangover, no weirdness, no nothing afterwards. It just faded out of your system. That's weird. I don't trust it. Like I want to get kidney stones again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dog. I ain't into it. Nah. I don't drink. I think all I drink is water. Like for, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I said that. Like Ron, I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, I drink predominantly water. Um, but it's just because I'm so terrified of being hungover again. Yeah. Like my hangover. So when I was younger and I was like aggressively drinking, which was just me drinking, it wasn't really, that was just, I was into it, man. Mm-hmm. I was super into it. Yeah. Um, I still well, drink too. Like it's not well that been there. Well, you kind of surprised me a little bit with that text earlier. Yeah. I, like, I didn't want to offend you. No, you worry about it. Mm-hmm. Bring whatever you want in here. Um, but I remember I shot photos of a friend of mine's niece around no, it was probably Thanksgiving for because it was for Christmas cards. And I came home and I was thrown up like usual in the guest bathroom. And I guess I didn't flush the toilet or something. And uh my roommate Josh came in there and he was like, dude, are you good? I was like, Yeah, I guess. What's up? And he's like, There's blood everywhere in the bathroom. Oh shit. And I was like, Oh no. And he was like you all right? I was like, yeah, it's just an esophageal tear. He's like, how often does that happen? And I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I got to go do something else. Oh, wow. And it was, I used to be, it was almost like a super, uh, superpower. Like I was like the reptile that just gleated blood well, I mean, when I was hungover. That's crazy. Yeah. And so that was, I mean, I also suffer from depression and all sorts of crazy stuff like PTSD. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just that. I think what it was, I, I took a bunch of time off of drinking for Lent mm-hmm. in 2019, and then I just never came back. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, it was whack. Yeah, and it I, was awful. Actually, I went so sobering up was one of the hardest things that I had to do. I didn't have to do it um, that I've ever done, just because like it wasn't like I I had weird like DT type things. I had weird. Uh, like I would sweat every night, mm-hmm. like perfume, like go through like three beds at my mm-hmm. house. Like, all right, I've soaked this one. I'm going to the spare bedroom. Hmm. All right. And I'm gonna go sleep on the couch or maybe I'll go into the other spare bedroom and sleep. But it was a nightmare. It was just super inconvenient basically. And then when I wasn't numbed out from all the drinking and partying all the time, I don't know. I was just emotional wreck. Cause I didn't feel anything for like mm-hmm. the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, getting married and stuff probably helped you a little bit with that too, though, right? No, I was raging three years into marriage. Really? Yeah. I mean, not the. It's dude, when you're self-employed, mm-hmm. it's very hard to be disciplined when you're basically an eleven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like my office, when it's not ripped apart because the floor got weird, uh, is basically like a big clubhouse. There's toys everywhere. There's a drum set in the middle of the room. Like there's dude, there's nonstop. Like I got skeleton gloves hanging from the drawers on my desk, like just goofy stuff everywhere. Um, but also nobody to be like, Hey man, you need to be in the office 
at a reasonable hour. Because and so I'd just be boss. like, oh, this is networking. We're, or at host trivia or karaoke somewhere mm-hmm. or some whatever event and the, or shoot photos of an event or bartend somewhere for somebody. And it was just like, let's do this. I'm also a night owl. So like mm-hmm. if, if I, if it's nine o'clock and I haven't, and I've already started drinking, either we're going out or I have to stop immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's with me too, with playing music. It's like got a lot of people, cause I do. And similar to you, man. I mean, I guess it's just, it's, it's, it's a natural occurrence in, in this time and age and especially with what's going on this year and everything else. But mm-hmm. for me, it's, I've, I've, I've been depressed a lot and I've been diagnosed with depression yeah. plenty. And, and I'm going to a therapist now for yeah, it. Dude. And, um, the breakup recently was the catalyst, but I realized that I've probably had 30 years of fucked up. In my yeah. Head. That's just the plug that comes out. Yeah. That's and then the, a bunch of stuff just shits out. all Yeah. Of you and yeah. You're like, I hate everything. This is awful. Why am I doing this? And, and a lot of it, dude, is like, you know, i have have a great job and I work 30, 40, or I mean, 45 to 50 hours a week and gig three to four times, yeah. you know, a week. And it's like, how do you do it? How do you, and I'm not late for work. I'm mm-hmm. not hungover. And I, and I, you know, to me during the week, I don't get hammered. You know, I'm not getting, yeah. I'll have a couple of drinks, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to detriment what I do no. during the day because that now on the weekends, it might be a different story. Yeah, dude. But, but the thing at the end, the I truth, sleep in on a Saturday. Yeah, Sunday, uh, if I don't have to put on pants, I'm not. Yeah. Um, but the, th- the thing was, it became routine. So it's like, like I can't believe that somebody would work all day and then get up at 3 in the morning to go to the gym before they go to work. How do you do that? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's routine. You yeah. Know, you kind of you kind of do that. But there's a fine line between that being done and then burning the candle at both ends yeah, just heavily. beating yourself to death. Two weeks ago, I had... Where if I, like I said, if I play three to four gigs a week, that's cool. I'm, I'm used to it. But those three to four gigs came in two days. I mm-hmm. played one on Friday and I played three on Saturday. Woo. And two of them were in the heat. Yeah. And, the, and it was a solo gig, a band gig, and a duo gig. It makes for a real long Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, not really because it went by quick because I was sleeping most yeah. of the day. But it made that Saturday, it, it sucked. And yeah. then it was you know, super fucking hot. And everything else. So by midnight kinda... Saturday, you're just throwing your shoes in the trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just right. ripping your clothes off, and you walk <laughs> through the door like I hate everything. Yeah, you're like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop yeah. after his first day. There you go. There you go. That was a good reference. Yeah, for the record, Richard Kimball. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, the state the state of local music, though. Um, hopefully, I, I I saw rumors that, um, and I'm sure you saw it too, that they're voting on something this week. Hopefully. Oh, so noise it, ordinance stuff? Well, no, not the noise ordinance. So they already shot the, that down, right? Yeah, uh, I think they're letting it be cool. I yeah. don't know. Um, but no, the state where they're allowing alcohol sales oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to one o'clock. Mm. And because what sucks, dude, is that it's not just, and, and everybody says it's not just hurting musicians, obviously. It's the bar owners, it's the bartenders, yeah. it's the people that. Yeah, bouncers. Have, it's that, but it's also the, the, the customers that they're going to Yeah, gonna, dude. They need to blow somewhere. off steam after yeah. work, and they're going to do it somewhere. Might as well do it somewhere that has to pass a health inspection. Yeah, yeah. And and what are they going to do? They're going to power drink until 11 o'clock and then get on the And roads. then scatter. Yeah. And it's going to be then, a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And we all know the, the, the running gag that Corona does not necessarily come out at 1130 at night. Yeah. You know, but, but hopefully that that will pass and that will help the 
entertainment industry, not just not just where I play it, but places like the plant, places yeah. like that where they can have a good. Because dude, we need the plant in this area. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need Harlow's and Ozark, dude. Have you dude, been there Jason yet? Jason is my that Jason actually gave me that snake. Jason. And he's done a lot more too lately. Uh, he, we've played there a couple times, and talk about plug and play. He doesn't want you to bring your shit at all. He's like, bring your guitar. Yeah, you know. And oh like, well, he also like, and he's got ha- pro. How gear. long have you known that dude? He's he's an Ozark boy, and yeah. I grew up in Ozark, so we didn't. We've known of each other for a while, but not. We weren't like we weren't bros or anything. But. He managed a band in early two thousands called Third Margin, and I had. Two dudes named Josh, Barry Curtis. He's one of the twins from here. They he played bass, mm-hmm. um, and then Emil Wurstler, who is from here and is basically the, yeah the Jesus Christ yeah. of PRS guitars. Yeah, I, I remember. I know the name. Yeah, he's sponsored and, and yeah, yeah, and he's, all that. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. crushing it. Um, well, Jason managed their band years ago, and I somehow became like the dude that just did everything else. Like I had to run contracts places. I had to get. Mm-hmm. checks and blah. I became like, I don't know, not the manager. Cause I didn't want that title, but like I'd shoot photos. Like they'd be playing in Athens. I'd be there. I'd be wherever they're playing. I had to be there, but I don't know why I can't remember why, but Jason is such a meticulous dude when it comes to sound quality that he won't roll the dice no. on somebody bringing in like a first no, let me tell you about, let me yeah let me tell you about jason too is that, and i love the man he's he's fucking awesome but like when his band plays i need to get like, that clown in here you should dude let me tell you you should i'll text him tomorrow yeah text tomorrow i'll text tomorrow too see if you see if you texted him but uh the thing about about harlow is like he's so meticulous with his band too and it's like I sit, you know, I'll always have, if you play kazoo, you want to hear, you want to sit in, fucking play kazoo with me. That's right. And like, you know, uh, one of the band members, the lead singer, Mark was like, Vandy, come, come, come do some songs. Mm -hmm. And this is like, okay, so what do you know? This is before, like, we were like super tight. This a few years ago. And I was like, well, what's on your set list? He's like, I was like, well, what about this one, man? It's two chords back and forth. Everybody knows it. It's what I got. You know, it's sublime. It's two chords, you know? Not on the set list. We're not doing it. I'm like, it's it's a jam. Not doing it. You know, because he's like, I'm not going to make myself look like a fool. Sure. Or even have that uh, opportunity to present itself. Yeah. And the cool thing is, your first thought is, well, that's kind of just kind of, you know, a little stuck stuck in the mud a little bit. But then the, then the second part is, respect that shit. Because yeah. that band takes himself pretty goddamn seriously. For sure. You know, and so they don't want to be... Because who's to know who's going to come in while I'm dicking over what I got, you know? And that's, yeah. that's, they're going to come be, in, look at that and be like, mm. well, this band, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, I get it. I get it. But he takes his venue absolutely the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a $12,000, $8,000 drum set that, like with CJ, you know, CJ is my drummer. And CJ's like, well, can I just bring my snare? Nope. No. He's like, you're playing this. Yeah. Because you know? he tunes everything. Oh, dude. To the room. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's just... Have you been to his venue yet? I've walked through it. Um, you need to go to a show there one night. That guy. It's, it's fun. It's in Ozark, man. You know how far it is to Uber to Ozark? Actually, yeah, we'll when, I got, together, when I got married, my sister booked a hotel in Ozark because she didn't realize that like Dothan was not a big town. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's 20 minutes away. It's in, 
It's in like this the Ozark district or whatever. The like, Ozark district. It's not a district dog. <laughs> that is a, that is a different city altogether. Um, dude, it's been a great ass evening. Yeah, it was fun, dude. I enjoyed the shit out of this thing. Yeah, we kind of went a different different spin, but I'm glad we. I think we like. Yeah, we can do. We can always do this whenever too. I've got a. Let's bring in some other musicians sometime and just kind of shoot the shit about it. Sounds like a plan to me. We'll start with Harlow. Let's do it. We'll be here forever. That dude's <laughs> just a wealth of knowledge. Um, you have to have a mute button on his so so he'll know when to shut up. Oh, I'm good with him. <laughs> what a Harlow's would actually because he's actually getting ready to, to open back up again. Intruder alert. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-mm. It's a. I'll try to dig it up. It's an old Harlow jam from back in the day. Okay. It is awful. <laughs> well, that it went is, a different direction than I thought. It is absolutely terrible. It's great uh, production-wise, mm-hmm. but it was a joke okay. to begin with, and it is hilarious. Okay. Oh, so it's not. Yeah. It's no. Not. It's If you just heard it on okay. the radio, you'd be like, no, nah, dog. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Like, How did this make it on so you? So it was intended to be kind it of It was funny. purposefully done I got you. horrendously. I got, you. I got you. Yeah. We'll hit it up. Yeah. I'll dig that up. For whenever he shows up here. Well, shit, dude. It was a great night. Good night, man. I appreciate you having me, brother. Yeah, dog. I got to get home before the wife punches me in the face. Well, yeah. Or kicks your ankle. Oh, man. this She can't. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to catch me. I'm wily in my old age. That's right. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local or hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean.